Hi and welcome to the Transformations with Jane podcast and today I would like to tell you a little bit about my special guest that I'll be having along for the very first interview style episode of this podcast. Her name is Jackie. Um, you may know her through her Instagram or on Facebook as Jackie Mia. She's Jackie Miyabayashi and she's a long-term resident of Japan, an inspirational mother of two and she's paving the way for women and mothers over 40s to go after their dreams and live meaningful, fulfilling lives. Yeah, So she is your go-to girl for expat women in business and she has a really opening, encouraging manner. She makes you feel like you're the only person in the room and that you can do it and she is also a friend and a mentor of mine, someone I've known for nearly a couple of years now. We met online and we also met in person. I've worked with her both professionally and um, personally and together we make a great team and I'd love to share with you some of the insights that she has from her life um, of living in Japan for longer than me. I've been here 15 years so she's been here 20 or, or so I think she said and as a mother of two living in Osaka which is a different part of Japan to Tokyo a little bit different and yeah how she came to be um, you know living her best version of her life in Japan and doing what she loves which is helping women like you and me to get their own best lives to build their businesses and to connect with each other so we talk a lot about connection in this um, episode a lot about um, parenting uh, all sorts of things so I hope you enjoy this episode with Jackie hello Hi, Jackie. It's great to have you here. Welcome Hi. to the Transformations with Jane podcast. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks, Jane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So is this your first podcast to appear on? Um, no, I have appeared on podcasts in the past, but it's been quite a while. So yeah, feeling a little bit... Uh, excited and nervous at the same time <laughs> me too this is only my first or second interview so um yeah I'm sure but we're going to do a great job anyway so how cool yeah. is it to be one of the um very first interviewees thank you <laughs> yeah well thank you for joining me and yeah it's been it's been a exciting sort of journey getting this podcast going and actually um, asking people to go on this podcast was sort of um, a bit of a thing for me saying, oh, well, who would want to go on my little podcast? Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I had to get out of my own way and actually just do it, you know, just take that action. And so I really thank you for coming along today to talk to us. And well, yeah. it's, it's an honor to be invited. Thank you. Um, yeah. I'm glad to be um, even just to be thought of for this. Yeah. <laughs> So it's quite, we've got two New Zealanders on the show today. So yeah, I'm from New Zealand and so are you. Yep. Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit about how you came to be in Japan? Um, yeah, well, um, I'm not even sure how much I have told you about this, but um, I, 
I, I have two people that I say that uh, are to blame. <laughs> one, of the, <laughs> one, of, one of the things was that my brother was living here um, back in the early 90s, and he was always telling me how much fun it is here. Um, you know, the nightlife and in those days you could earn a lot of money. So he was always encouraging me to come over. But uh, the person that really made up was my mind was an old, old school friend of mine who I went through university with. And he's like, I'm going to Tokyo. You should go too. And I said, well, I won't go to Tokyo. I'll go to Osaka because my brother is there. So, um, yeah, that's how it happened. Really on a whim. <laughs> and so, yeah, back in the 90s, like, you could earn a lot of money, couldn't you, coming to Japan as an English oh, teacher? Yes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's um, that's all we were doing. We were all, um, you know, pretty young in our 20s then. And, um, yeah, I was still at university when my brother first came here. And um, after I'd graduated and I was working, I was earning really good money and I had a very good job at the uh, telephone company at Telecom. Oh, yes. But I knew that I... I kind of felt a little bit trapped there because I was still so young and I hadn't traveled and everybody from New Zealand travels, right? We have the big OE. Yes, yes. Overseas experience. So I knew I wanted to do that at some point and um, the, the, um, the lure of making some money to be able to travel on was quite attractive because even though I had a good job and was earning a lot of money, I didn't. Um, necessarily save it <laughs> so, um, yeah you could double the um, come and I was only working part-time and when I came I was on a working holiday visa so um, you know you could have quite a good life then um, and it was as much fun as my brother had promised <laughs> so, yeah yeah, I came sort of a little bit later and just sort of at the end of the, the excellent exchange rates with New Zealand. And right. so when I came, I had no money. And very quickly, my money became uh, that I earned in Japan became not very um, much use back in New Zealand. Right. Uh, so that was, you know, I was a bit unlucky there. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We had a, we had a few good years. Yeah. Um, but um, still, you know, it's... Uh, it's possible to live here quite well on, on not much money as well. So, yeah. That's the thing, isn't it? And especially now coming back to New Zealand and other New Zealanders living in Japan will know it's just so expensive when we come home um, yeah. Yeah, because there's absolutely. been so much inflation while we've been away. So yep. every time I come back, I'm horrified. <laughs> it's, to it's total sticker shock when you get back. Um, you can't believe, especially food and eating out, I, I find is yes. just incredibly expensive yes, over is. there. And so now you obviously have obviously moved on from where you were when you arrived. Yes. And so tell us a little bit about what happened after after you got here. You got a bit settled in. Then what happened? Um, yes. Well, fortunately or unfortunately, I'm not sure which way to put it, I met the guy who became my husband very <laughs> shortly. I think I'd only been here for two weeks. Oh, I it was met two him. weeks you met him? Wow. Yes. Um, he was one of the first people that I met. And um, so, honestly, I liked him straight away. I really did. So um, that was one of the things, you know, we started to get a bit serious. I still was planning to leave 
And um, then I did leave for a little while, you know, went for a holiday to Europe as I had planned, you know, the OE, yep. I see you did get that in, that's awesome. Not a long one though, and I didn't work over there, I Mm -hmm. just went on a holiday, but um, I did that and um, I missed him, so I knew that uh, I would come back and, and sort of that was that. So we ended up getting married after about, I don't know, four or five years together and um yeah it turned into a a long-term resident here I guess was never part of my plan (laughs) (laughs) it's all worked out yeah um sounds very familiar to me as well the whole (laughs) I just here for a good for a bit of fun and meet the man of your yeah. dreams, etc. And here we are, <laughs> yeah. 15, 20 years later. We're it's, still not, here. <laughs> it's, it's not without regret, though. Um, you know, I don't regret marrying him. He is the greatest guy. He he, is. he looks lovely. I've never met he him. Is. He, he is. He is. He's like the he's kindest, such a lovely soul. kindest person. And, um, you know, he's a fantastic father. And we have two kids now and all that. So I don't regret any of that but I think at age how old was I 20 I think I was 28 when I got married 28 or 9 when I got married and I don't think I definitely didn't think what you know the rest of your life looks like or or like we'll get married and that's that for the rest of your life you'll stay in Japan or you know to, to sort of make that decision um at such a now I feel at such a young age, <laughs> I feel that so young. At the time, I thought, no, no, gosh, I'm 29. I better, like, get get organized here. Um, I'm already nearly 30. I better get settled properly, you know. I, I felt mm-hmm. that, but now I feel it was so young. And um, I don't think I really thought it through because it's not easy to be in a foreign country and away from your own family, you know, indefinitely. Yes, yes. And and that has seems to have obviously that's had a, a a big effect on you and that's brought you to where you are now, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, as I said, it's not it hasn't always been easy, but I think maybe some of us are brought into these situations because um, you know some higher power knows that you can handle it, and um, you know you become stronger through your difficult times um yeah yeah so lots of different things have brought me to where I am today (laughs) yeah so um you know you came over as an English teacher but somewhere along the way you decided no more English teaching and you have let's use this word that I love transform um Mm -hmm. you transformed yourself from your standard English teacher to having two businesses online um so yeah tell us a little bit about how that happened um okay um let's see but just to to pick on the word transformation um how would I best put it well I think uh, as I said before it has been a struggle and I think um the biggest thing that I felt with being an English teacher and I was only an English teacher really in the early days but after I had my kids I you know started teaching again from home yes and I think 
it's so easy for people to look at us as New Zealanders or as English-speaking people and just assume that we are teachers. Yes. And um, I had really fallen into that trap too where I felt like I didn't have anything much else to offer. And, you know, it's easy money. And I, I was a stay-at-home mum and had the two kids and I just had my limited, uh, you know, housekeeping money and I found that very, very difficult not having my own money. Mm-hmm. So the easy thing to turn to was teaching English, but it's easy just to uh, fall into the that easy way of, of, um, of earning money. But honestly, as much as I enjoyed the people that I taught and lovely ladies and, you know, a few men and it was good fun, it just wasn't as fulfilling as I knew other things could be. So... Um, I was always trying other things on the side. And at some point I realized that the energy that I was putting into teaching, even just here from home, that energy was taking away from the things that I would much rather be doing that would, that really, really light me up. So one of the businesses was my bag business. And I was able to do that on the side while I was teaching, but with my consulting, it became harder and harder to, um, put the time into that as I was still teaching so when I had an opportunity to quit teaching completely I really jumped at it yeah and so your consulting is really coming along now and it's really exciting to see you uh, going from strength to strength with it as well and I mean we've only I've only really known you face to face as in I met you in person since what was it um, a year and a bit ago, uh, wasn't a it? A year and a bit ago, which yeah, is pretty incredible because I feel like we've, you know, done such a lot together. Yeah, and that's that's it's quite crazy to think of it like that, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, um, and you know, thanks to you, I'm doing what I'm doing now, pretty much. I have to say, yeah. Wow. <laughs> think <laughs> you and, and perhaps one other person. Um, you know that this that conversation that we had the day that we met. Um, in Kobe and that was just such a funny conversation because it was just really like a a passing comment like at the very end of our we had that beautiful lunch together and everything and then at the end of it's like have you ever thought about (laughs) da 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 and then you're like yes (laughs) (laughs) yeah I remember that day well I'm thrilled to have been part of your transformation and I think out of all of the people that I know and maybe that you will be interviewing on this show. I think the person who's transformed the most is you, Jane. (laughs) (laughs) From what I uh, see, I don't feel as though I've done anything uh, very spectacular in the the last few years, just plodding along in in many respects. But you, um, yeah, you've just really been going really gung-ho. Yeah, and the thing is that without, um, you know, your support I wouldn't be doing any of it so um yeah I just wanted to point that out as well you know without (laughs) people like Jackie um just you know supporting and you know even if you feel like you're on the sidelines it really is it is amazing to have that support when you're doing something new like what I've done over the last year and that's that's the awesome thing about it and uh so even though I'll say I'm plodding along I'm very much on the sidelines and also um, you know, behind the scenes. So I, I'm not really uh, a person who's out there saying, and I help this person and I'm, you know, an integral part of this business. I, I kind of am really 
really behind the scenes. Um, but that is the thing that just makes me so excited when I can say I help that person, I help this person, and you know, to to have a list of people that I know I've helped, and that are actually going out and really leading fulfilling meaningful lives that is just the most exciting thing to me ever especially going back to the teaching uh thing you know nothing against teachers and I think it's a a very valuable profession but if it's not your thing then I don't feel like you should be pressured into doing it and that's how I felt it's not my thing I wasn't a teacher Um, so I felt like I had been forced into it. And so I feel like I help people escape from that teaching or, or anything that they, um, have kind of fallen into and feel like that's the only option for them. Yes. And, you know, for a long time in Japan, that was pretty much the only option, but now, you know, we can pretty much do whatever our, our minds can conceive, basically, even if we live yeah, in Japan. Yeah. And I think, you know, you and I and others who have been here for a long time can really see that. But, um, you know, the internet has just been incredible um, for for people like us who do use the internet as a major tool in our businesses. But it's just opened up so many opportunities. And, um, and one of the biggest thing is that, things is that we're, we use the internet to connect to people and you know you live in a small town i live i live in osaka but i'm i'm pretty far out of town so it's kind of isolating but with the internet you can connect to people and get the support and the encouragement that you need to be able to go after your dreams and so that's probably the biggest thing um in yes, the last definitely. few years yeah mm, it's definitely a lot less lonely isn't it? Um, if For you sure, choose you know, to you're, you're take advantage only, of it. Mm. Yeah, you're only ever a phone call away. We've got so many different kinds of apps. It's free to call up. You, do you remember when you, I, I used to routinely spend 30 or 40,000 yen a month calling my mother. <laughs> so she was the only person that I would ever speak to virtually, you know, about all of my problems or anything. And um, phone calls were so expensive back then. And now yes. it's, we've got Skype, we've got, you know, Messenger app, we've got all the different things. So um, when you're never alone and, yeah, it's just amazing. And I think that's a big thing that has allowed us all to start really thinking um, big Yes, definitely. So um, talking about um, thinking big and thinking boldly, I've heard that you also have a word of the year. I do. And you, you just mentioned it then. Yes. I'm excited about it. <laughs> yeah. So tell us. So, yeah, your word of the year is bold. Is that right? Yes. It's Well, it's bold. It's brave. It's courage. It's daring. It's kind of all of those words together, but bold mainly, yes. Yeah, that's a good, you know, one word <laughs> to use. <laughs> yeah, so um, how do you use this word of the year to guide your actions? Well, since we're still, on? yeah, since we're still fairly early in the year, it's still quite prominent in my mind. Um, but, uh, yeah, using it to really, um, I think a bold to, to me is, the kind of the key to getting out of your comfort zone and 
I did say before that I, I plod along. I do have a tendency to plod along and more of the same. And, you know, I know that if you put in the same effort, you'll get the same results. If you keep trying the same things, you'll get the same results. So I felt like this year was um, a good time to really start stepping things up. Um, and I'm always fired up at the start of the year. So, <laughs> aren't we all? Yes. Yeah, aren't we all? Um, and so I chose that word because I felt like um, I had been making some safe choices, I think. Mm. Um, and, you know, things have, have been fine and, and, yeah, fine, not exceptional not bad, just fine. And so I thought, well, you know, it's a new year and um, I think I can really challenge myself. So bold feels like uh, the sort of like the impetus to, to really challenge myself to try new things. And so far it's serving me very well because, um, yeah, getting out of my comfort zone and doing things that I might not necessarily have done before and um, I just feel so much more confident having that bold uh, thing around me, cushion around me kind Permission of Permission slip maybe, yeah? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess it could be that. And, um, yeah, doing things that are a little bit, um, yeah, out of the norm. Oh, what's the expression? Yeah, you know. Mm. Um, doing things like that, for instance, like more selfies on Instagram, that kind of thing. So that, that feels quite brave and bold to me. But um, also um, it's really helping me to see that you, when, when you think to yourself, oh, that's going to be really hard or scary or, you know, what's going to happen and think about all the worst-case scenarios. I am quite a warrior, a person mm-hmm. who worries, and so I um, always jump to the worst-case scenario. But with the bold um, permission slip or the, the push, it's like what's the worst that can happen really and is it really that bad? And most of the time it's not. Um, the worst doesn't ever happen generally speaking and, mm. and even even if it does it's not that bad so yeah um, you might as well go be as bad as you yeah you yeah. might as well just go for it um so i i have found um i, I you mentioned before about facebook lives yes. in reference to being interviewed on podcasts i've done quite a few in the past um few weeks as part of my bold challenge to um myself to to get more people um on board with my message and to bring more clients in and work on more exciting projects so to be bold in that way and with the facebook lives i i, I feel like I, I don't hardly even care i just turn, <laughs> turn the thing on talk go for it done it's not a big thing anymore so you know at first it was like oh gosh you know, I better go and put on some makeup or what am I wearing and, you know, all that kind of stuff, like mm. um, getting tongue-tied and forgetting my words and getting muddled up and all that was would worry me. And now I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's 10 too quickly. I've got to get this done before I speak to James. <laughs> <Turn the thing laughs> on. It's exactly what I do. So, yeah, the boldness is just helping me tick things off my to-do list really quickly. Yeah, that's great, isn't it? And yeah, yeah, I can see it. You know, it's 
because I mean, I do know that your word is bold. So I, I can see the correlation between your actions and having that word. So it, they can be really powerful, can't they? Oh, absolutely. And and the fact that people know about it and that I've told people like you and, and others who support me, um, that just keeps reminding me. And so I feel like I don't want to disappoint anyone by not being bold. <laughs> so this, <laughs> the accountability now is built into it as well. So um, for anyone who does have a word and they're um, keeping it to themselves, I'd encourage them to really put it out there because that, yeah, that accountability to others um, is a very powerful thing too. Yes, it definitely yeah, People is. expect me mm. to be bold now. Yeah, so yep. no more I shrinking get, violets. <laughs> no, no. So, um, you know, and I'm the kind of person uh, who rises to the challenge. I am that sort of a person. So it's not such a big leap for me, really, but um, there, there have been a few things that have um, been a bit scary that I've, I've managed to, uh, you know, tackle a little bit more head on from being bold. So, yeah. That's awesome. Mm. Yeah, my word for the year is faith. And so I have this question that I ask myself each day and what it's, um, you know, what does having faith look like to me? right now so Jackie what does ha- uh, what does being bold look like to you right now right, right in this now. moment in this moment in this moment it's showing up here on this podcast mm-hmm. <laughs> how many millions of people are going to listen to it millions yes exactly <laughs> yes exactly um you know being bold um yeah I mean showing up on this podcast or being invited thank you for, for to be on the podcast um, the, it's related to being bold as it's, it's putting yourself out there. And it's a thing that people talk about so much is um, being visible in their business and, and even in their lives. And I think I'm quite visible, but with my own boundaries. So to be being bold is actually stretching those boundaries and being more visible and being, putting yourself out there more. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, right at this moment, I feel this podcast is uh, giving me an opportunity to share my ideas and, and, and message with more people than I know personally. And mm. I think the safe choice for me in the, in the early years of my consulting business has been to put my message out there quite freely, but to mainly to people that I know. Right. And so now I feel I'm going beyond that and potentially speaking to people that I don't know personally. Mm-hmm. And that does kind of still feel a bit scary to me. So I need my bold, um, my bold boost <laughs> to be able to do that. Yeah. Yeah, very good. Yeah, and I had a, um, a thing this morning. So, you know, my word is faith. And what does having faith look like to you right now? So today has been a day when I've been tackling this thing of having faith in myself to be actually able to interview someone on a podcast. Yeah. And it's been this really like this block for me. Um, You know, I'm, always thought of myself as a terrible conversationalist so so how are you going to have how are you going to be doing interviewing on a podcast with someone if you can't even ask questions properly this is the kind of conversation that was going on in my head and I thought this morning so I have the exact same conversations with you know the conversations in your head 
of those ones and especially you know being expats and um mothers at home and stuff you're in your head all day so I too fall prey to those <laughs> um destructive conversations but look at you here you are and here we are I'm having a great time <laughs> lovely yeah so I have managed to dispel that and you know I can get through an interview and I am not a terrible conversationalist so Thank you very much, silly thinking in my my head. Yeah, no, yeah. Not helpful. And um, just on that, I do remember saying to you once, um, uh, maybe a, a year ago, that you've got such a great radio voice. Oh, you know, <laughs> yeah. The, and the tone of your voice, I really feel, is perfectly suited to um, being recorded. Oh, thank you. Well, yeah. I'm now fulfilling a lifelong dream I didn't know I had. So there we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a true, um, it's a true transformation, and it's yeah. it's so awesome to watch. And yeah, I'm really excited about being part of this, and yeah, seeing how many millions do listen to it. <laughs> Yeah, so um, one thing I wanted to ask you was, um, you know, we've talked about being mothers at home, mothers with small kids and trying to make your way in the world and, you know, being in Japan as well. It just adds another layer for us expat mothers, you know, who are raising our kids in a foreign culture. And so I... I don't know if you like the label senpai, but I'm going to call you <laughs> senpai. Um, so what advice would you give to people with small kids? Like, you know, kids who are, you know, not quite off to school yet and they're struggling with getting their their time to themselves and all of that. Yeah, you know? sure. Yeah. Um, so I, I maybe just give a little bit of um, sort of background information. So I have been, um, I still call myself a stay-at-home mum. Mm-hmm. I have been um, a stay-at-home mum now for almost 17 years. My oldest is, is going to be 17 this year. So um, during those years, those early years, I did try all different kinds of things um, in the business pursuit kind of things with my kids. Um, And of course, some of those times were really hard when the kids were little. So I think one of the big pieces of advice I would give, if, if at all possible, is to try to get your husband on board. So we talked about mine. He's really great, but he is a huge uh, source of support for me. He's never, ever doubted that I um, wouldn't be able to do any of these things. He's always been extremely encouraging. And um, I think when you have small children, there are so many compromises that have to be made you know you you're away right now away from your husband and Mm. um you travel with your retreat business quite often and you know who's looking after the kids your husband (laughs) that's my husband yes (laughs) so i i've had i've had the same um discussions with my husband and and yeah he's always been on board i i wasn't necessarily able to travel when my kids were younger but definitely we, um, we're always on the same page. So we get together each month or, and each week. We check in with each other and we, we um, plan our schedules. We still, even though the kids are older, we still want to be here in the evenings. We don't leave them alone. 
So we have to work out together which days uh, each of us will be available um, to, to be with the kids. Yeah, and, and so you're taking turns. It's not just your job. Yeah, um, yeah. We he's pulling his weight and that he can. And, and absolutely, yeah. he's a real hands-on parent. He always has been, but um, no, there's never. It's not. Um, I I think he's respectful of the work that I do, even though I work from home, and it's difficult to see exactly what I do. Yes, sorry, there's a big garbage truck outside or something. Um, yeah, he's respectful of my work, and he understands that I need time to do it and um, sometimes I have to take away from the family resources that is my time Um, yeah so I think if at all possible get your husband on board with it because you're a partnership I think yeah I, I think that's probably my one of my sort of hidden strengths is that when things go wrong he'll be the first person I'll tell Right. So, yeah. And he um he'll be he'll he'll say, Okay, that happened. Yes, I see you're crying about it. <laughs> now get back to work. He'll say that. <laughs> He's like, Okay, right, all right, that's done now. Okay, get back to work. Okay. <laughs> so, you're allowed to have your pity party, but then it's I am, to go but it doesn't allow me to dwell in it. And um he's a very um I don't want to say stubborn. Once he's got really strong willpower. Once he's decided he'll do something, he he's doing it. Right. And yeah. um, he has kind of um, put that onto me as well because I probably am a kind of person who would quit easily. So uh, he doesn't really let me do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, with things like going to the gym, for instance, <laughs> he's like, go on, off you go. And every week I'm like, I don't want to go. I'm not going. It's raining. It's cold. I'm just going to stay home tonight. He's like, no, you're going. So um, he's that person. And I, I, I feel like we complement each other in that way. So, yeah, that would be one piece of advice that I would mm. give to the young mums. Um it's, yeah, letting I, I your husband it's... take a role, you know, isn't it? To sort of let take a step back and let him have a turn and gain confidence as a parent and a father so that you can get your own free time. Yeah. And I think it's yeah. really important, isn't it? And it's hard yeah. for mothers to do because it's so much of what your life is, you know, True. your meaning is. Although I kind of feel as though we started out in the opposite um, way as I, I didn't really ever feel like I was going to be a mother. It wasn't something that I dreamed of being. Mm-hmm. And it was a shock to me when I ended up married with a child because I had always been very career oriented. You know, I went to business school. I thought I would be a, you know, high powered executive person. Mm. Uh, and it wasn't until I met him that I even ever thought about getting married and and going that route. It was a complete shock to me. So when we had our uh, first child, I felt like he was a natural parent and that I struggled. Mm, okay. Um, and I was much more comfortable leaving the baby with him than I was being left with the baby. It took me, <laughs> right. took me years. It took me years to really. Um, come round to being a good parent and I still feel he's the better parent. I do. <laughs> he's, he's, he's a natural at it. So I, I bumble along. 
But, um, yeah, I mean, the expectation normally is that the mother is the main caregiver, and, of course, I have been. But, um, yeah, they are more capable than you give them credit for a lot of the time. Yes, definitely, yes. And, you know, they do need the, the chance to practice and train their skills, you know, of, you know, the actual things you have to do, like, you know, changing nappies well, or it, yeah, things true. to be, get but, confidence in it, you know. Yeah, so we have to true. give them that chance. True. Yeah. yeah, although that was, the, again, the opposite for me. I was terrible <laughs> at changing the, the nappies. He used to come home at lunchtime to change the nappies, so that was quite good when we oh. <laughs> only had one. But um, <laughs> I think, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, it's gone from my mind. Um what I was going to say about that now. Oh, well, anyway, it'll come back to me. Uh, oh, yeah, was, that's right. Uh, so I have two sons, um, two boys. So I, I feel it's hugely beneficial to my children to have such a dominant force from their father, I, I, you right. know, a role model. So, um, you know, I think parents, if, if it's always only the mother or, or you know, always only the father, you're doing your children a, a disservice if they're not getting the full influ- influence of both parents. And especially now that my kids are teenagers or one of them's going into teens, um, they really need their father. So I'm glad right. that they have that yes. strong relationship with them. So it's uh, maybe that's my way of justifying my selfish ways <laughs> and having my me time and all that um I do think it's beneficial for the kids to have their father mm, definitely yeah. yeah yeah I think um I mean I agree with you I was not <clears throat> someone who was a natural mother at all um yeah but somehow I managed to become a mother type person <laughs> that I am <laughs> Um, but yeah, wanting to like control things, you know, like this is how we do it and you're doing it wrong. And then, you know, having to sort of say, okay, let's just take a step back here. He can do it the way he wants to do it. And I'm going to go out of the house and leave them to it. And when I come back, I'm not going to comment on the fact that, you know, maybe the TV has been on the whole time I was away or whatever it is so that I can, yeah, get some me time or go away on these trips that I do. Yeah. And yeah, it's, I think it's one of the number one things that I notice with my clients who I work with is that letting that go and letting their husbands be more active um, in the family is something that a lot of women struggle with, actually. Well, um, especially here in Japan, where in Japan it, in particular, yes. historically hasn't been the father's role so much. So I feel like I really lucked out that um, I got such a great partner. Truly yes, how partner. did we get these husbands who, you know, <laughs> are so anti the stereotypical, the, the stereotypical Japanese husbands? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, the, um I shudder to think what it Sorry, would have Japanese been like. Sorry, Japanese ladies, we stole the good ones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, well, it just wouldn't have worked out for me had it been well, any different. Thing, exactly. <laughs> we wouldn't have stuck around, would we? Mm. Surely. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, for anyone who is sticking around, um, you know, I, I really I, I feel lucky that it, it hasn't gone that way for me, but I can appreciate that sometimes it does. And so I, I hope those women are able to, you know, change things or get some help or whatever. Mm. Mm. So, um, you know, we're in Japan now. What does the future look like for you? 
what's your well, ideal it's a very, day in the future? Well, it's a very, very um, bold and exciting time. <laughs> <It will be. laughs> um, I, I think, uh, you know, long term, uh, obviously I have a lot of dreams and one of them is to, to be able to go back to New Zealand um, and get my husband over there playing golf and a proper mm. golf course rather than just yep. going to the driving range like he does here so often um, and that kind of thing. But who knows because he also has a business and so we're, we're pretty, uh, you know, tied with things like that. But And our children are still at school and I think they're going to go through school. But, yeah, I've, I've quite um, big dreams for travel and things like that but mm. even just for this year um you know with this um this new bold idea um i feel like i'm i'm going to be able to help more people meet more people i already feel like i've already met a lot of new people this year and um just really um enjoy my work so much more but because of this new level of confidence mm, definitely yeah and we've been talking a lot about community and so I'd love if you could tell everyone a little bit about the community that you manage because I this is one of my favorite communities on the internet and you know we've all got our Facebook groups that we take part in but this one that you run like it's just a really nice corner of the internet to hang out in and the people in there are really great so I'd love it if you could share a little bit about that so that um you know more people can find their way there <laughs> thanks well I wish you could see me because I'm just grinning from ear to ear <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah I have a little Facebook group it's um it's it's a small but it's steadily growing it's called one of a kind women and um, I started that group a year ago as um, a kind of, um, what's the word, uh, kind of an add-on to a program that I run in my consulting business where I help people to start and build up their businesses. And those programs are, are the one-of-a-kind programs. So the whole idea of one-of-a-kind started because I'm an expat living here in Japan and or, you know, a foreign wife, whatever you want to call yourself. And I just feel that we all have such unique lives already that um, the one-of-a-kind thing just really resonated with me. So I started the little group, and then I was just um, planning to run it for a little while, really just to support the programs that I was selling at the time. But it just took on a life of its own. And like you said, the, the women who joined are amazing and supportive and I feel you know we can say that we're friends and that we go out of our way to help each other and to meet up and all of those kinds of things so it is a really nice corner of the internet and I uh, truthfully have really not enjoyed forums and and Facebook groups in the past I've often found that they are too you know um, catty and trolls and all that kind of stuff tons mm. of um pitching and promoting their own stuff and people just coming in to you know be negative and I I really wanted to steer clear of that kind of group and now I know I, I think I can see that if the leader in this, in this case it's me is a positive um force then the group will be too so I feel like the group has its own culture and it's a culture of support 
and friendship and uh, we care for each other. We all want each other to be successful. Mm, and I think definitely. that is, that's the, um, the driving force behind it. So, um, yeah, it, it is, it's a fun place. I mean, I'm in there all the time and you're in there, yes. you're in there. <laughs> and I, I, I just think it's so great that we, we have that place where we can pop in and ask questions. And, you know, I, I mainly ask the, the questions, but I always know that people are going to come in and comment. And um, so, yeah, it is a good thing. And, yeah. I do like it. Yeah. So, um, so people who want to join that, where can they find this group? Yeah. So they can go to, uh, it's a Facebook group. And I do have another little group that I'm starting, which um, you'd probably hear more about. But for now, the Facebook group is the place to go. So it's facebook.com slash group slash one of a kind women. That's all one word. Um, and, yeah, you should be able to find it. I think pretty sure that's the address mm-hmm. yeah i'm um, sure they'll find it um i'm sure and, they'll find it yeah and then you also like to hang out on instagram don't you i love instagram <laughs> and uh, <laughs> i don't know uh, uh there's quite a lot of selfies on there but um i use instagram to really to chat with my friends um and see what everybody else is up to but kind of feel like it's a little bit um aspirational I like people to see that I am just an ordinary as I said a stay-at-home mum I am I work from home but I have created this life for myself this one-of-a-kind life and so on Instagram I show the things that I'm up to and it's usually just gardening or looking at flowers or going to cafes and having coffee and eating cake that's what I'm all about (laughs) Um, but it's my true life and it's a true reflection of me and it's a way to tell people that this is what you get when you work with me. You get a positive and encouraging uh, person on your team. Yes. So, yeah, Instagram, I'm there as Jackie Mia. My name's Jackie Mia Bayashi, which is really hard for people to say and spell, especially there's often a few um, missed letters. So right. I shortened it. To, <laughs> I get called Jackie Mia Bushy all the time oh my goodness really um i get um you know four out of five letters that arrive <laughs> to me are addressed to jackie mia bushy um oh, okay. so i just put jackie mia which is jackie j-a-c-q-u-i-m-i-y-a so you can find me on instagram and you'll see um my smiling face every yes. second day <laughs> <laughs> so, i don't know if people like that but um well, when you see, I guess there'll be a picture of some some sort on the podcast here. People yeah. comment on my dimples a lot. Oh, you're and, lucky you've got uh, some. I don't. Yes. Know. So um, <laughs> dimple, dimples have always been my signature look since I was a little baby. So if you like to see a smiling, encouraging face, then you'll like following me on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's been great talking to you today, Jackie. Thank you so much for coming on and yeah, being bold and talking on my podcast with me while I have faith and attempt to interview. <laughs> so we've both been knocking down 
um, limiting beliefs and things here today. It's been absolutely. fantastic. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. It's been, um, it's been wonderful to be part of it. And, um, yeah, you've got no worries. You're great at asking people questions <laughs> and interviewing them. I feel like I've just been chatting with an old friend. And oh, wonderful. Now I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, I hope I haven't said anything too embarrassing that the millions <laughs> are going to hear. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, Jackie, and we'll look forward to talking to you again sometime in the future. Yes, Keep up that thank bold, you. those bold actions that you're doing. It's awesome. Thanks. Okay. A lot. Okay. See you. Catch you later. So that was Jackie Miyabayashi. I really enjoyed talking to her and finding out a little bit more about her story, how she got to Japan, because us uh, women who live in Japan always want to know, how did you get here? How did you meet your husband? How are you making it so that you are happy here? Because that doesn't always naturally come. There is some effort involved in that, and it can be an extremely long process to find your way to your best life living in another any country in the world. In fact, Japan, you know, is probably no worse or no easier or more difficult than any other country in the world but um, yeah I think we can all learn a little bit from that and so if you like what you heard and you'd really like to get in contact with Jackie you can definitely find her on Instagram she's very active on there and um, she's Jackie Mia J-A-C-Q-U-I-M-I-Y-A that's Jackie Mia um, on Instagram and you can you know can stalk her there for a little bit if you want um, pop in and say hi on Facebook get into that one-of-a-kind woman Facebook group it's really good in there I know if you're one of those people who you know is a bit scared of these online or these Facebook groups where there may be trolls there may be grouchy people people who jump on you for you know sharing your wins or whatever it is that doesn't happen in there it's a really really lovely part of the internet so thank you for listening. If you if you could, it would really help me if you could share this episode to your friends. Let them know what's happening, that there is a new podcast called <laughs> Transformations with Jane. And yeah, share it around, send the link to your friends. That would be really great. If you could um, rate it in iTunes, that would also really help me. It helps more people to find it, especially... Um, you know expat women who are living in in other countries I think this kind of podcast could be really useful for them so thank you for listening and I'll see you again soon